0: good morning good afternoon wherever you are this is Chris with a little bit of sinusy something going on today I've uh, been swimming in Bondi <coughs> during the rainy period which usually means swallowing a little bit of dog poo I think so a bit of kickback from the sinus as so that'll last a day or two hey uh, living consciously what does it mean well for those of you listening to this who've done the 30 days you will really understand that living consciously means a sequence of sequence of steps we want in living consciously to create environments where other people thrive as many as possible so ultimately the the experience of life the experience of living, is at its best when we are making as many people as possible, each of us, thrive. And that's called leadership. It's called fathering, mothering. It's called friendship. It's called sport. We wanna make an environment where other people thrive and we wanna make as many people as possible, not just our own family, but those around us and our family's family, and the families of those that we make an impact on. There's a seagull having a bit of a squawk about the whole matter. Yeah, and uh, to do that, that's what we call that conscious leadership, which is to make an environment where others thrive. Because if we don't, that's not leadership. We, we have to make an environment where we thrive, because you can't give what you haven't got. And so we get to this realization that self-leadership, which is living consciously, as we've started this podcast talking about, self-leadership is creating an environment where we thrive, we thrive as an individual, because we can't give what we haven't got. And what we're actually wanting to do is self-lead so we live consciously, so that we can lead others and help them thrive. And that's the whole mission, the whole resendatra of what we're doing. We're creating, we're living consciously, because living consciously means, which is self-leadership, means, We create an environment where we thrive, and if we can create an environment where we thrive, we can give it and create an environment where others thrive, which is called conscious leadership. Conscious leadership, how beautiful. What we know about living consciously can be packaged up in the the words of the 30-day challenge into what's called the Power Hour. And this is really important stuff, because for the first time ever in the existence of the planet, and this is quite a weird thing for me to be saying on a podcast, but for the first time ever in the existence of the planet, I've packaged up what's called holistic, being a holistic human. In other words, consciousness, as defined in the seven areas of life, yes, integrated. So, yes, there are people who talk about thinking processes. There are people who talk about health uh, processes, physical. There are people who talk about <coughs> how you look, your brand, your environment. There are people who talk about values and leadership. There are people who talk about vision. And there are people who talk about self-talk, therapy, counselling. What I've done is basically said if you do one of those things without the other five you're pretty much not wasting your time but you're pretty much not living consciously. You will not create an environment where you thrive. Your your leadership will be unconscious and therefore the environment you create for others will not be one in which they thrive. We need to look at a human being more realistically than just a big bundle of thoughts. and We need to think about human growth and human change and human development in more than just what do you think today and how many dollars did you donate and what did you do? We've got to really understand what it is to be human. Total human awareness. And from there we can work out how to live consciously so let's go through it six steps the seventh and there's always good there's always seven in everything we do the seventh is the result we know that the first step is mind control thought And it doesn't, in a holistic sense, matter what you think. It matters how you think. And We know that to think in harmony with nature means if you think as nature intended, you get what nature intended. And that's mostly mental health and happiness, calm, peace, good decision-making, logic, non-judgmental happiness. The things that psychologically we can affect are affected through thought and those thoughts at the end of the day it doesn't matter what you think, it matters most how you think. If you fix that, work on that, it's a beautiful thing. The second is an incredible appetite for health. Now I'm not talking about how you look, I'm not talking about your body weight, I'm not talking about how many kilometers you can run or how many marathons you can go or how many bike rides you can do. These things probably destroy your health. No, I'm talking about cellular health. What goes on in your deep DNA, the deep end of your being and this health this cellular health is impacted by so many things. So many things. Sunlight, uh, fresh air, the ozone, the uh, energy of a forest. If you, if you look at any study about city air you'll see there's full of dust and pollutants and that's really important for us to evolve and adapt to but getting out near near some water or near fresh air where the oxygen is higher for 10 minutes a day is really good for your soul that's why going to the himalayas is so powerful because your body is just in a deep cellular exchange with really pure air at a very high altitude where there's very little uh, room for s- silliness, so your breathing is very exact. So, this cellular, the third step is to realize that the greatest affirmation, the greatest affirmation we can have is our environment and the recognition and awareness of it, the micro recognition, the micro. Uh, absorption, micro-gratitude, micro-appreciation of beauty. Now, beauty exists in every follicle of hair on your body, every every cell in your body, every step you take, every footprint you leave on the sand, everywhere you go, there is a magnificent f- opportunity to see beauty. And this recognition of beauty, both in the clothing you have, and in the shoes you wear and the car you drive and it's not about how much it costs it's how beautiful you can see it even the cheapest clothing kept clean and uh, respected has an opportunity to be evidence of beauty in people and friends in the world in the environment in the wind in the trees And this recognition of beauty becomes a stamp, an affirmation of worth. The fourth step in this whole process is understanding you. Know yourself. Where am I going? Why am I here? Who am I? Where have I been? And this four step process is best uh, understood through the concept of your values. when you were put on this planet when you were born there was too much or too little of something around you there's no option of that and they become those things this too much too much or too little become your values and those values drive you from birth to death the more you live those values the more and they're not values in moral sense they're values in terms of material and personal sense these values. The more you live them, the, the more you grow, and the less you live them, the, the more you attract pain and suffering. So, the, it's when we say, "Who, who am I?" And, uh, and know yourself, what we're asking you to do is know your values and prioritize those values on a daily basis. Organize your day. Have A routine, some discipline that in a sense forces you to live on value. The fifth step in the total human awareness is to know that the child, the spark, the energy inside us is wholly and purely enthusiastically sustained through a childlike vision of the future. When you are six, seven or eight, and someone said, someone said to you, uh, where are you gonna be and you grow up, or, where do you wanna live or what do you wanna do? There would have been an answer straight off the tip of your tongue. It wouldn't have been, how do I do that? Is it possible? Could I do that? It's, no. Was there a sense of what would happen if I failed? No. It was an absolute undying, inspirational, visionary, concept that anything's possible and so this childlike sense this inspirational uh, commitment to a vision of, of the world and you and the most important part of this vision as we said at the start of this podcast is how many people can I make thrive in my own way? Thrive is a is a really interesting word because it it basically says if, if you sell toothbrushes, you're helping people thrive. That's your way of doing it. If you do coaching, that's helping people thrive. That's my way of doing it. If you sell books on fiction or sex, you're helping people thrive. And to link what you do to the result of what you do and the number of people who get impacted by what you do is really important. very very important uh, business exercise as well because if you influence 50 people in your business those 50 people influence others and those others that they influence influence others and so you can start calculating out how many hundreds of thousands or millions of people you you actually inspire by selling toothbrushes or toothpaste or bikes or buses or cars or or coaching or, or or consulting and it's very important because this number needs to increase <clears throat> and it may not be possible to increase the number of people you 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 sell to but maybe you can sell to a supermarket who sells to people and so the objective doesn't is not necessarily the number of people the objective is how uh, evolved can you become and and uh, make less numbers of people thrive who are greater in consciousness, in other words, have greater influence, who themselves influence more people. I donate uh, money to Nepal. I don't donate it to people, I donate it to a charity. And that charity influences thousands of people. And so instead of hand-to-hand combat, I'd rather be a general. I'd rather supply this gift that I give to an organization that influences thousands. That's greater in consciousness, less in number. And the last step of the living consciously, the last step of total human awareness, the last step in the process, the daily power of inspiring and helping people thrive, which is which comes from self-leadership is to control and influence self-talk. Now all therapy, all counseling or psychology or psychiatry, really comes down to the topic of self-talk. Now, that uh, seems a little oversimplistic, but here's what happens. In the last three months before we're born and then the first three years after we're born, Our parents talk to us and they talk to each other and we hear all this talk. We don't care whether they're talking to us or talking to each other. We hear a tone, we hear an attitude, we hear a belief system, we hear a whole set of words and those words become our own words. We really believe that we're being talked to at a certain level, good and bad, support and challenge, and we take that dialogue on board. And that dialogue becomes our self-talk. Now, no matter how hard the parents try, there will be good news and bad news in in what you take on board as your self-talk. And that self-talk for most people stays pretty much hidden hidden in their subconscious, Uh, so they're totally unaware about it for the entirety of their life but it influences everything, because this self-talk goes on 24 seven, 365 days a year, including Christmas day. <laughs> sometimes we can hear it, which is usually when things aren't going well for us, and sometimes we can't hear it, which is usually when things, are, as I said, are going well for us, and sometimes we can hear it when things are not going well. And so, When we are making an evolution, a change in our approach to life and try to influence more people and help more people thrive and work on self leadership, we're really, really, really important to address this subconscious, subliminal, under the table, under the skin self talk. And the way we approach this is we simply say, I'll pull out a weed. I'll find a piece of self-talk that might be going on that's not necessarily healthy and I'll, and I'll plant a flower. In other words, I'll, I'll, I will force my brain through repetition to say something to myself internally. The interesting thing about self-talk is this. If you say to yourself uh, something like, gee, uh, it's not safe. If you say that, You know, the environment, the world, your house, your home, it's not safe. If you say that to yourself for a couple of weeks, after a couple of weeks you really get to believe it's true. Now, that's an extraordinary thing because if you say to yourself, geez, I don't think I'm going to pass this exam, I'm not smart, (coughs) you start to believe it. And those beliefs manifest themselves. We know that in the manifestation process and how we manifest things. We know that if we say something to ourselves long enough, we begin to believe it. And those beliefs really are the greatest or one of the greatest determinants of the results of our life. So changing those beliefs, that self-talk, and not all of it has to change, but some of it always does, to match with the outcomes we want from life becomes a really big part of daily practice. Now, this is not really rocket science. All these things that I've just talked about have been known in their fragments. Most people apply some of this awareness to some of their life, some of the time. The unique thing about what we've done and I've created with Inner Wealth is I've packaged it up into a process that we can follow on a daily basis so that we self-lead. Self-leadership means to create an environment where we thrive and we become responsible for that. We throw away blame and victimhood. We throw away judgment. We throw away criticism of self and other. We throw away these things. We throw away living from emotions we throw away these things. It doesn't mean they're not there. We just don't apply them to ourselves. And this becomes c- critical stuff, really critical. And we say, I want to be and live consciously, but sometimes we get stuck just putting plastic in the plastic bin and not eating um, uh, um, chickens that have been hatched in the really bad environment, we we say I'm living consciously, but that's not the truth. If we're talking talking shit to ourselves, we're not living consciously, we're living unconsciously. Even if we are environmentally aware. I think this is really, really important for all of us to take responsibility for self-leadership because that creates an environment independent of others where we thrive. We become self-aware. And by creating an environment where we thrive, we create the ability to give what we've got. Because you can't give what you haven't got. And if you've learned how to create an environment where you thrive, by living consciously through self-leadership, you can lead others consciously, create an environment where they thrive, and that means you start to manifest the things you want to manifest in your life. You can influence and help more and more people every day of your life thrive. So the result, is, which is step seven in the seven steps, the results of all this are a energy feedback loop in a sense that starts you back to the start of thought Thoughts create thoughts. And the results of living consciously are an incredible sense of fulfillment. But it's also a youthfulness, a vigor, and a sense of spiritual awareness of yourself. And these things are really, really, really beautiful. I heard about someone yesterday who owns a beautiful house, has a lot of money uh, but hasn't been happy. I heard about this person, hasn't been happy for the last five years and they've drank too much alcohol and now they just went to hospital. They, they had uh, cellulitis through their body on the verge of death, they've got the person after two months on uh, drips and goodness knows what in hospital they've got the person out but now they're uh, uh, a diabetic for life and have to have um, all sorts of blood work done and all sorts of things and go to hospital three times a week for the rest of their life. And I wonder if they'd swap the house, I wonder if they'd swap the house, the car, the money for the health they've lost? I wonder. I think it's pretty simple, the answer, isn't it? Living unconsciously has a huge cost. Well, you can hear the waves crashing. They're not big but they're gonna be fun and it's gonna be quite cold. So I'm going for my morning swim. In the ocean to engage my cellular body <laughs> to breathe in a bit of ocean air straight off the, the surface of the sea. I'm standing here right now on the sand. Probably the highest quality air uh, that we can get, which is ocean breeze straight off the sea, where the plankton has generated maximum amount of energy, where the chi, as they call it, or the life force of the air, is at its optimum. And then later on this afternoon I'm going to walk through Cooper Park in this in Sydney, which is a forest, to absorb some of that energy into the cells of my body as well. These things are just simple practices that help us, not not necessarily help us be, I don't know, wealthier, but that would be a side effect, but they certainly help us inspire and help others thrive. It's a great joy. Okay, have a beautiful day. Bye for now.